fellas, what's going on? I just wanted to come give you guys a little, another philosophical kind of episode. Now, I'm no philosopher, philosopher or anything like that, you know, not even the best speaker. I appreciate those of y'all who have stuck around this time, listening to these episodes and whatnot, but real quick, let's get into it right away. I want to talk about something that I find peculiar. Now, I don't have the frame of reference of the, I don't know, 50s, 60s, having grandmothers that are from pre-feminism, people that experienced adulthood, maybe old age, before 1964. Um, Most of those people are gone or or old as hell right now. Some of them are probably part of the problem by collecting Social Security. But what can you do? At the end of the day, uh, you can't do anything but benefit from the system from whence you are, you know what I'm saying? You can't do anything but play the game that you were put into. If you don't like basketball, but you're starting for a high school or a college team and you're somewhere balling or like a pro fighter, there are a lot of pro fighters that claim they don't like violence, but they're just really good at it. And so at the end of the day, you can only play the games you were put in to play. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're playing, coach got you in there, then you, uh, you get your ass to balling. Or you get knocked out or beat. And we, you know, a lot of us, we got egos. We don't want to deal with that shit. We ain't trying to take an L. Especially if we don't have to. Now you hear a computer in the background. I am doing work. Work, work at the time. (laughs) But what I'm talking about, referencing, you know, pre, I guess you would say, Lyndon Johnson, great society. Great society is just cold word for massive welfare state. So... Whilst looking at societies prior to the massive welfare state, the references I do have are talking to the old heads, if you will, uh, black terminology. But, you know, getting and conversing with old people whom we should respect. And this is my, I've always thought, I mean, if they're going to say, oh, males, males being a power in general, some type of, I don't know, bane on their existence and patriarchy, which I think in definitions, Definition-wise, you know what I'm saying? Dictionary definition is that the there's a patriarch of the family, essentially. And I always looked at it like this. And I come from a black family, which mostly most black American black families have matriarchs. But, you know, I look at it like this. If the oldest person the wisest, the, the one who has invested the most in the, the collective family, be it the, the, you know, the one who's kind of been the glue that's held that family together. Sometimes that is a woman. And maybe it wasn't financial from the woman's standpoint, but we had a quote unquote big mama in my family that we all looked up to, loved and respected. So if that person in a family just so happens to be a male, why the fuck is that a problem? Feminism really, really, really needs to chill out. And at least define something properly if they're going to say they hate men being in charge at the workplace well it's like who created the business who created the family whoever is the progenitor of it should be in charge of it but again there's this weird weird dynamic where it's like we don't you know, we don't respect our elders, be they woman, male or female. Unfortunately, these, I'm pretty sure some of these older women have tried to talk to these young girls about, you know, their, I guess you would say their lifestyles, their actions, what, you know, whatnot. Um, 
So, essentially, I think they were just standing up, kind of giving a little bit of pushback to whole culture. I'm sure, you know, I get it. You want to tell your little daughters to go out there and date and be fast and all that other shit. I think there's a little bit of, you know, okay, go let let them let them go out there, live their lives, and you know, let them do them. And I wouldn't say like, hey, don't date if you're gonna be out here. I'm not saying y'all gotta be virgins. Most of us say males ain't virgins and shit like that. So as a matter of fact, dudes, the le- the le- least sexual amount of ex- sexual experience a man has the less amount of women that I'll actually ever be interested in. It's kind of this weird thing. We have to be pre-selected by other women to get women. It's it's just nature. But my pushback is this flip where we don't have guidance from the older generation because they it's two sides. It's two-sided. They have been pushed out. We disrespect them. We push them out of our lives. We want to abandon them in their old age. We treat them as a burden, which now that they've become that, and I'm not even talking about pre-1964, I'm talking about the fucking boomers. The fucking boomers have been, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the generational bullshit, but politically speaking, the boomers did come up with some of the worst policies the West has ever seen. With all that being said, though, What's changed is the generational care, love, and mentorship, and uh, and the guidance—not even so much guidance, because that's a part of mentorship. But like, you know, you go to your parents for quote-unquote guidance, and that's where your frame of references for your culture, your history, your your family history—the glue that keeps the family together, Thanksgivings and whatnot. But now that that's dead, given all this single motherhood and ratchetness, and the boomer boomers having the the boomer generation, you could say, was the ones that, that embraced this single motherhood shit, particularly in the black community. But with all that being said, I'm referencing this. I'm saying that what happened when you would have a child that was raised to adulthood by the parents and received continuous guidance throughout their adulthood until the parents either became ill, from which they probably get a room or something in the child and the kids... The, you know, their children or their adult children's homes later on in life as kind of like the retirement plan. But at the end of the day, the parents were beneficial to them. Maybe the kid owns the family home and that's the same home that the, the parents own. But now that the child has the home, the parents are still staying there, but they have like a, I don't know, a guest bedroom that they live in. You know what I'm saying? There was always that. But there was a lifetime of, if not money, but there was a lifetime of guidance and help that the parents gave children. It no longer exists today. Now, I, I have to drive that point home because this is important to realize, like, you know, these people, maybe the boomers actually received it or, I mean, some of them didn't even have parents because of World War II. A lot of them didn't. So, but, you know, in general, the, the thought process, and I'm not even going off of TV, but there was always, here's something that my parents received. They received the support and guidance and, and, so, and a lot of times resources and help and family homes and all of the stuff like that. They got these things, you know, something tangible and real passed down to them and guidance until the death of their, their both of their biological parents, my mom, aunt, sister, or, or uncle, I meant. Um, and so there was something that got back from that. So you could say that as parents, you should. Now, rightfully, you should. You're the ones that lay down, you lay down and create these human beings. 
you to an extent should support them. I'm not saying they need to live in your house for 60 years, but it's like, in a way, supporting yourself is supporting them. And this is what's gone. Now that single motherhood is the, the primary the primary way, at least 85 or 80% of black children being born, for example, black kids, myself included, we're not getting that. We, and here's the thing, the dynamic of parent and child relationship uh, as far as, as far as dependency it's completely flipped now and this is my experience plenty of black boys probably have this experience as well and i've talked I, I'm, I'm not just talking to my ass using anecdotes plenty of other people i know black particularly and I'm, I'm sure this is rampant in other races and other communities especially in the west here's the new dynamic you know you will get support and quote unquote be raised by your parent you know all the way until I don't know, let's say 14, 15, by the time you can work. I mean, my, I don't want to say I was cut off from my, you know, my mom helping me out, buying me school clothes and whatnot, but by 13, I took a paper route. I, I've probably bitched about this before in this show, but you know, that was, this show, I think I've been doing this show for like a year. So if you remember that, then this is just going to be a repeat. But essentially I was uh, self-sufficient at 13. Like I got my paper route at 13 and I started bagging groceries a year later. And now granted, it's not like, I'm not, I'm not putting a roof over my head, but school clothes, you know, saving up for a car for when I turned 16. I tried to do the little things. I was trying to like, as I was self-sustaining as far as learning responsibility and teaching myself how to achieve something like, well, for example, I would, um, I'm in my mid thirties. So when I was a teenager, the PS one had dropped. I think it dropped. I think I got the PS two a couple years later. Uh, maybe I was set going on 18 ish around that time frame. Uh, PS three hit the market in like, I want to say 2008. So yeah, I was becoming, I was already an adult by the time 2008 rolled around a little in my mid, not mid twenties, but ugh, shit, that was damn near a decade ago, over a decade ago. Um, well, being ne neither here there, I was self-sustaining, and this was started at age thirteen. And every little thing I tried to do for myself, my mom would uh, raid the bank account because you're a minor. The mom, the mom has to give you permission to have a bank account. So what would happen is, all right, cool, school year's coming up. I would pull extra shifts. I was, uh, I would also mow lawns and shit like that. So I was legitimately, a, a, I, I'm a very as much as I, I do have my laziness uh, as far as the gym and whatnot, like if there's work to be done and money to be made for that work, exchange, common, easy exchange for your labor, I was down to do it. So I'm talking paper route all summer, mowing lawns when I wasn't doing pa delivering papers in the morning, like I'd mow, deliver papers in the morning, mow lawns, and this was like five, six, six days a week. Like I loved my little one-off day because I actually liked delivering papers. I did it on a bicycle. Sometimes my, my mom did support me by driving me around. I was, that's a sometimes. More often than not, I did a bicycle. Had a little bicycle route because it was like four or five blocks that weren't very far apart that I had to, I was responsible for. Neither being here or there, I did that. And then I mowed lawns within the same blocks that I delivered papers for because those people saw me every morning. And you know, some of the older retired people were like, hey, I'll slide this young man 10, 15 bucks. For me being young, I mean, being 13 or 14, I'm like 10, 15 bucks to come mow your lawn. And, and then when, and I'm from the Midwest. So in the wintertime, I'm like, yo, driveway will be shoveled. I'll uh, 
throw salt down in your driveway so it's not slippery. And when you come outside, you're old, I say old ass, but when you bring your old self outside, you're not gonna fall on your ass. Like I'll come take care of your little, you know, little stuff, especially old, older women that live by themselves and maybe their husbands passed. Actually, people that <clears throat> were from a more traditional America. These were some of these were white people, by the way, not racist at all. Sometimes they paid me twenty bucks. Sometimes they paid me forty if I did, like especially in the wintertime, if I iced their driveway and then uh, shoveled everything and like, you know, took out the trash. And sometimes I didn't do dishes. Like I'd do anything for money, not like a whore, but you know, neither being here or there. I would save a decent amount of money. Now, when I was 13, 14, 15, I really wasn't saving for a car up until like I was 15 and a half, going up, knowing I was going to be 16 soon to have a car. But like, I would like, okay, I want some J's, I want some good clothes for school. So I'd have, I don't know, sometimes I'd save up a G or two. When I saved up for the car, I actually saved up for a couple of grand, like 35, maybe $3,000. Now, I don't know why, call me childish, call me petty. I hold a grudge against my mom to this day for the, for the things she did because from ages 13 to 18 my mom automatically became dependent on me she would raid my bank account she stole remember when i this is stealing i don't give a fuck if i am your child or not this is stealing so when i saved up for a car i had the, there about 3500 3, saved up and this was like winter spring summer before i turned 16. actually i turned because i was born in may I turned 16 in the, in the spring. So you're talking about the previous summer, previous fall, previous winter, and the beginning half of the spring. And this is the two jobs and going to school. Saved up three grand, some, yeah, about three grand. My mom raided the account and left me with a hundred. Like, I remember, I remember to this day, I'm in my mid thirties and I still remember something from well over 20 years ago. But I remember I, I went to go all right, I had a car buyer. I got my license. I did all that shit I needed to do. I paid for my own. I paid for my own driving, not driving for life. What the hell do you would call it? I paid for my own like permit and licensing and all that. Right. So I got my driver's license. I go to find a coworker who bagged groceries with me at a Midwest grocery store called Kroger's. I don't know if y'all had those everywhere, but we had, we had a little spot called Kroger's where I worked. Um, but anyway, so. I go to get my money to buy the car from the co-worker. He said, hey, I'll let you out of the joint for 25. It was a nice little car. It was a nice little decent car. Stay in the city. I wasn't going to make no cross-country trips in that motherfucker, but it would have been a great car to go from high school and back, practice and back, whatnot, right? I go to get my little two stacks out of the three I got, and then I was going to use the rest on school clothes, and I saw that my account, and I remember the exact amount. It had $128.61. I freaked out. I was so mad. And this woman... Tell me what, tell me, tell me why I get home and you know, I, she says nothing. She's cooking her raggedy ass single mother dinner that she single mothers typically make some bullshit kids shouldn't be eating like salmon croquettes or fucking government cheese, some welfare meal, ramen, oh, oh, fucking ramen noodle packs, you know, the cheap shit so they can go out to the club and all that shit. The least you could have done is fed us decent fucking meals, you know, growing up considering that after we hit the teenage, I hit the teenage years. And my, my sister has the same experience. That, and this isn't, again, I hate anecdotes, but this is my experience. And this is what I'm trying to, I'm not necessarily saying that this is all-encompassing, but I'm just trying to say this anecdote applies to what point I'm trying to make. So, here's what I'm trying to say. The, the, the sob story, it was some emotionally manipulative shit. Women, being a woman, not even, fuck mom, dad, sister, uncle. Fuck those family ties, because at the end of the day, 
women are just going to be manipulative, period. You can be their son, you can be their uncle, you can be their grandfather, you can be their nephew, you can be their dad. Women manipulate. That's what the fuck they do. So with all that being said, you know, long story short, my money was taken out of my account because bills in the house. I, as at age 16, was placed responsible for the bills of the house that I lived in. Okay. But as a teenager, shouldn't I have been focusing on, you know, me needing that car was to way to, because I, I legitimately, I'm not bragging. I'm not some football washout, you know, Napoleon Dynamite's brother type motherfucker still living off the glory of high school football days. But like, I wasn't fucking around. I wasn't going to drink and drive the car. I was focused on football at that age. And I really hate this sob story shit. I'm not trying to get sympathy. But look, let me tell y'all. I would have used the car to go to practice earlier. I didn't have time to hit the weights after football practice. So other players had an advantage on me because I didn't have, I didn't hit the weights in the, uh, basically the team lifted at four in the morning. I don't want to say four, I want to say like five in the morning before school. School's at seven something. The team would go lift it at, at five, five, five thirty, go shower and go to school and then go to actual pads practices and, you know, half pads when it was off season practices in the spring and whatnot. But I never got any weightlifting in. And that's not an excuse. I could have ran there, but I lived 15 miles away from school. Um, and that's what I wanted the car for. I wanted to better myself. I ended up doing playing a little bit of college football. I had a cup of tea in college football. I, I feel, and I can't blame my mom. I, I really, I'm not a blamer person. I'm not a fucking boomer or a liberal or anything like that. So I can't blame anybody for it. I'm responsible because I didn't get my ass up an hour earlier and just run the fucking 10 miles to work or to, to school at the time. Because it really was, that was my only option and I did not exercise that option. So therefore the shortcomings are my own to bear, bear the burden of. But the fact that from age 13, I was made wholly responsible for all bills in the home I lived in because it, it continued until I was 18 and she could no longer take money from my account. Like that wasn't, that three grand wasn't, I mean, she did it before when I would save up a thousand for school clothes. She would rob me of it, take me to Walmart, made sure she kept it under 200 so she can pocket $800 from her son's labor. And black women, all women for the most part, especially now with the single motherhood culture we live in, they're doing this today in 2020. It's fucking 2020. Women are doing this today. Women were doing this in the early 2000s. Women in America have been doing this for the longest time since we've allowed them, since men have been removed from the fucking home. And here's the dynamic of what I wanted to talk about. This is the main point I want to talk about. So the idea of the generational leadership and love and support and resources and all that shit, it's gone. The children are more responsible for their parents than the fucking parents are responsible for their fucking children. We are raising our fucking adult parents. We are financially responsible for our adult parents from age 13. If you, cause I don't even want to hear, I hate when single black bitches will try to say, I did it, I, I did it all my own today was 18. Bitch, if you have a son like, if you had a son like me that was working and trying to bust his ass to try to pay for his own school clothes and shit like that, buy a car and whatnot, you, cannibalized the money that that boy made for himself, trying to get responsible for some of the shit that he wanted. Because at the end of the day, it's a noble thing. If you're a young man and you want J's, you want $300 shoes, you go out and get the $300 yourself. Don't ask your mama to buy that shit. So that's what the fuck I tried to do. And black women, being black women, I can't fucking stand them. Sorry. They'll cannibalize that fucking money instead of you getting the shoes you want because they are selfish. They don't think about themselves. Women are solipsistic. Women don't give a fuck about anybody but the 
creature staring the fuck back at them in the mirror. And the point of this, the point is this. So they'll claim, here's their number one claim. I took care of you for 18 years. They always say 18 years, 18 years, 18 years. But this is 18 years of you getting child support and government assistance. This is 18 years of you stop paying for the kid's school clothes at a certain age because he's going to pay for it himself. Like I started paying for my own shit at 13 for what little money my mom left me to fucking buy my own school shit with. So other than feeding me, which I'm sure she was getting wicked and all the other bullshit. And this isn't just my mom, it's women in general. Other than that, you really didn't take care of me for 18 years. So to hold this whole thing over my head to where now you're old, now you want your kids to take care of you, now you want all this shit because <clears throat> you need to be compensated for the 18 years of raising you know, the 18 years, 18 years. You need to be compensated for that, right? You bitches are not raising us for 18 years. Most of us are cut off at 13. I'm sure the little black girls even have it worse. Well, you cut them because they look better than you. They're the younger, newer version of you and your thug dick, pedophile ass dudes that y'all like. Be looking at your daughters. You be getting, you be excommunicating your daughters probably earlier than fucking 13. So I'm tired of y'all. I'm so sick of y'all. I really can't stand, personally can't stand American women. I'm going to do a show about justified sexism toward women. It's controversial and that sounds incendiary, but I'm going to tell you why. I think there's some aspects of where you could sit there and be like, this happened to me. I hate women. And you can sit there and be like, oh, that's sexist. No, it's incendiary. You're misogynist. That is not misogyny. My hate is justified. I tried to be self-sufficient. I tried to become a pro athlete. I'm not mad about that, but I tried and I was held back. But that's all I got. The parents are the children. There's these fucking boomers that they're welfare sponges, social security sponges. They've, they've been cannibalizing everybody's money. They cannibalized all the World War II, greatest generation people's money. They cannibalized, they're cannibalizing the millennials' money. And by the time it's all gone, they'll be dead. They've died peacefully of old age. And we will have to bear the burden of our old age, every dime of it, because we are more responsible than they are. So don't pay for these fucking boomers after you pay your taxes. When they take that social security out of your check every month, let that be it. I don't give a fuck, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, fuck them. They're getting your money already through that social security shit. Tell them if you're not making it enough, if it's social security enough and the shit you're getting ain't enough, make it the fuck enough. Anyway, that's all I gotta say. I'm out. <laughs>